Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Raise Your Frequency in Five Minutes. One of the ironic and even kind of comical things about raising our frequency is that we can place over the top of it that it's hard or that it's a lot of work. You know, we're used to the concept of working really hard for something and then maybe seeing a positive result. But like most people question if that positive result will ever even happen. Like, oh, if I put in all this work and it's like blood, sweat and tears, like, will I actually get the result of the thing that I want um, in the way that I want it? And the irony is that raising your frequency happens in a nanosecond. If we understand how energy frequency works. And so the concept of the fact that you can be in one kind of state of being and that you can shift your energy and raise your frequency instantaneously happens all of the time. If you think about getting an amazing phone call that you've been waiting for, maybe you're driving in your car or doing something at home and all of a sudden the phone rings and you get this amazing, incredible news that has us shift our state of being instantaneously. Someone could call you and say, you've won this, or, you know, this person wants to meet you or this business opportunities opened up or so-and-so's had an amazing day. And, and all of that can just make you smile and feel super excited. And it happened instantaneously. So we have to also say that things can happen instantaneously, even if it's not that great phone call we get, right? We're used to waiting for the world to happen to us and tell us then how to feel. But truly, we have it within our ability and power to shift our state of being instantaneously whenever we want. And it's just a matter of starting to see life in that way and starting to have access to tools and people and ways that we can raise our frequency. So today, my guest, Julia, it was a really fun conversation that we had because we talked about just that, how literally at our fingertips these days, because we have so much technology at our fingertips, which gives us so many more tools. Julia is the founder of an app called Saged, and she has a wellness company as well, spanning this app and going also into physical products. The app has over a million downloads and a, the business has subscription boxes and mentorship programs. And she has over 20 plus years of experience in product development and was known for working at Big Fish Games and Linden Lab, who created the first metaverse. Julia loves creating, wanted to share her gifts in a way that brought people off apps and into real life. The app part of the business, like I said, has over a million downloads. It was created with the intention to enjoy daily life, to find inner peace, to find your own power, and also to connect right with the world online and also the natural world. Saged is not only beautiful, user-friendly, and wildly enjoyable for newbies or seasoned spiritual users, but it was created with that intention to do good in the world. 
So serving over a million users is no small feat. Um, and this app has the intention to help manifest your best life. So it offers a free version, also offers a premium account. And there are things on there like daily oracles, gratitude exercises, horoscopes, rituals, and fun witchy spells to enhance your spiritual practice. And many of these um, are something that you can do in five minutes every morning or every evening. Um, and so we chat about that and lots more on this episode. So with no further ado, please help me welcome Julia Monk to the show. Welcome to the show. We're so happy you're with us today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I it's really cool. Like I was looking through all of the things that you've created um, with Saged, and it just is so near and dear to my heart. And I want to dive into kind of all of them. Um, but you know, for all of us on a spiritual journey or who are connecting to our deeper, more authentic selves, like there's a journey that leads us to that. So take us back to, you know, it, I think everybody has like kind of a quote unquote former life we might have been living um, before, before we kind of evolved. So what was that for you? Yes, I'd be happy to take you guys back in time. Um, so I was happily trotting away <laughs> in my life um, in the gaming industry. Like, you know, my corporate America career uh, had taken me you know, from my native Sweden uh, to the States doing computer games, which I love doing. And I really, really loved doing it for 20 years. I had the best time and ended up with, you know, big wig roles at companies like Electronic Arts and Big Fish Games and Linden Lab. And I really had a good time. But it came the point, I would say, about 10 years ago, where it just didn't feel fun anymore. I just like, you know, on paper, my life was like perfect. I was accomplished as a VP. You know, two beautiful children, awesome husband, like community, like everything like on paper was like, oh my God, my life is so epic. But I just felt dead inside. And I'm like, what? Why? I'm accomplished, right? Why do I feel like this? This is not how it's supposed to be. So it really spawned a soul searching journey in me. And I was like, why am I so shut down? Why am I not joyful? Like, you know, is this the legacy I want to give to my daughters? You know, like, oh, yeah, she was in a male dominated industry. And that was cool. Like, no, like I didn't feel like what, where I was at was necessarily the mark I wanted to leave on the world. Um, and like in me living in San Francisco, like there in my community, there was a lot of people on spiritual journeys and way ahead of me, you know. And that helped me connect me to all kinds of people. Like we're talking shamans, you know, spiritual leaders, uh, authors, meditation teachers, you know, you have it. And just was able to sort of start tap into consciousness in a bigger way than I ever really done before. Because I grew up in a very secular Sweden, like spirituality was really not something one would talk about like ever. And I was really disconnected from like that part of myself that we all naturally have, right? So like putting back the pieces and trying to figure out like, like what, what is life? What is here? Why, why am I here? Like what's, what's going on? And, you know, and on that path, I slowly started feeling like, oh my God, I've been so shut down uh, creatively. You know, and I attribute it a lot to like, yes, 20 years in the gaming industry in a super male dominated world, uh, as often the only woman around the table, it sort of was really 
um, exhausting. And it was, you know, when you constantly come upon um, scenarios like, oh, yeah, let's brainstorm this new cool feature or new idea or new game or whatever it is. And I would speak my idea and nobody would listen. And then somebody else further down the table would say the exact same thing only being a dude and everybody would hear it and it was just like things like that constantly were happening and it's just like oh. you know and the, the idea that we needed to be constantly producing you know it's not nothing cyclical in, in corporate world right you need to produce the same amount of things every day like and that sort of unit economy and creativity and uh innovation just didn't work for me like at all for me it was like you know i have spurts of creativity and then i don't have them and then I started realizing, well, hello, this is all, I, I'm, I'm, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I'm perfectly perfect. It's just that I, I'm working more with the divine feminine energy and I'm looking more at the cycles of life and cycles of creativity and, you know, using my intuition and sort of guiding principles when I, when I create things. So like there was this whole process of just like unraveling, you know, what, why I was feeling so shut down. And then when I started sort of giving myself permission to step out of that mindset, like, I don't have to think like that. I, I don't have to be like that. It was really started the creative juices for me again, supporting me to, you know, really think more freely about what is it, what is the legacy that I want to leave behind? Like, what is it that I can do? Because I'm super interested in consciousness now, like all things spiritual, mystical, like, you know, and, and I'm learning about it. I'm like unraveling all this stuff. Like, what is it that I can do to help people like me create a stronger connection to purpose, to the mystical, to the spirit realm, to get the support they need. And with that, you know, I thought process, the, the notion of sage was like starting to bubble inside of me. And it was really one of those things, oh, we have to be pretty simple to start, something I could do myself, or like with a very small team that I don't need any VCs to come in and tell me what to do, <laughs> you know, it really needed to be a place where I could like really design and create something that felt authentic to what I needed at the time and what I felt probably other people would need as well. So it's a long story, but that was really the moment in time, like 10 years ago, where it's just like, I can't do this anymore. I need to like really be focusing my time and energy on something that feels more aligned to, to where my heart is at right now. Yeah. You know, it's, as you're telling your story, I relate to the aspect of, cause I also, um, was in a career that was very male dominated. I was in the real estate, real estate sector and I was doing real estate finance, um, for large commercial buildings early in my career. And it was the same thing. I was often the only woman in the room and, it's interesting because when I started that, it seemed exciting and it seemed like, wow, I'm doing something, you know, really different. And it was exciting to be invited into those rooms. But as things progressed, I realized there was a certain amount. And I guess, you know, I was evolving along with it, right? Just like energy on the planet's changing, I'm evolving. But then I started to feel like there's a certain amount of stress that you're under when you are, it's, it's kind of like going into battle each day, right? Like you are living in this very, you know, masculine dominated energy and you're starting to realize like, wait, I, you know, 
like I am more of the feminine, like I flow, like there's times where it's going to be very heightened, you know, creatively, and there's times where it's going to be quiet. And, and I want to honor that. And it came a point for me as well, where I just was like, I can't do this. Like I can't be putting on the costume um, every day and, and not be what is true for me and what is real for me. And I think, you know, I think that that also has to do when I look at my journey, just for me personally, like my own evolution that was occurring, right? Like underneath the surface is like, you know, I think I wore it as a feather in my cap at the beginning, like, wow, I'm doing something that a lot of, you know, other women like haven't done and I'm paving a way. But then I didn't know in that environment and I was a lot younger, like how to bring myself to that environment, mm-hmm. right? Like, or how how it was even possible as one person, or if it even fit. I mean, I often talk about having my my spirituality books like in I had a little desk drawer and and I, you know, we were on Avenue of the Stars in Los Angeles. Um, and so I had these big, you know, plate glass windows that I looked out of out from my office. And I'd have this little drawer of like spirituality books. And I'd mm-hmm. be in my office, I'm like grabbing a book at lunchtime, you know. And I remember thinking to myself, like, this is like two worlds colliding. You know what I mean? There's nobody mm-hmm. else in this in this office <laughs> that has a drawer like that, right? Like there's nobody else that's grabbing their spirituality book. And it was kind of like me trying to, I don't know, bring myself back to myself. In, mm-hmm. in those moments yeah yeah I mean that's that's really it. and I love what you're saying about like you know when we're younger like we don't really have our full selves to also put into the to the room you know so it's like we just mirror what's already happening there and think that oh this is how we need to be in order to be invited to the room and I think that's the biggest problem so like if younger women have more like confidence like it's okay to show up with your full self and like you know, bring your spirituality book to the meeting <laughs> and your crystals or whatever you need. So they're like, they stay tuned and aligned and just do that. Because I think it's also an education moment. Like it's easy to sort of put blame on like, oh, it's the patriarchy or the males and blah, blah, blah. But like, they also don't know any better. So it's better. So there's also an education moment that I think a lot of people are very open to. It's like, oh, really? How else can we go about things? You know, like show us, tell us. Um, so I think luckily, like right now, everything's changing so rapidly. Right. So I think that, um, things like that are going to change a lot, but it definitely puts its mark on you and I, right. And our generation of people just like, wait a minute, what now? Like, is this how it's supposed to be? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. Glad we got out. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. And so much has changed for our generation and, you know, in the workplace, I mean, thank goodness, like, I think things are really evolving in a lot of beautiful ways. And, you know, probably people like you and I were the beginnings of like cutting that path of just walking away from that or saying, I can't, you know what I mean? This doesn't Mm -hmm. feel aligned anymore and starting things that do. So when Sage first was calling to you, um, what was the first like kind of spark or inspiration? Um, what were you envisioning from the beginning? So I had lots of like grandiose ideas of like what I was going to create. I knew I was going to create something. And I was like, oh, maybe it's going to be like a huge like game because I was doing games, right? So like, oh, maybe it's for kids. Maybe it's collaborative. I mean, it's going to be huge in VR and whatever. 
And then I'm like, ugh, but that's going to take like eons to make. And like, it needs so much venture capital to like even begin that. And I'm like, Ooh, I, I don't want to do that. I also want to be a very present mother for my children and like really be a part of my family and not sort of launch myself from a demanding career into yet another demanding career. So for me, it was a lot of like, what is it that I can do that is going to be super useful, but not take too much of my time to sign and also don't take too much time of the consumer to consume. So like finding something that was um, a more bite-sized approach. So with that, actually, so <clears throat> I embarked on also plant medicine journey as part of my spiritual seeking. And um, in one of them, which was like profound in like so many levels, you know, not only just sort of like healing past trauma, like really seeing myself reconnected with my true essence and, but it also gave me a lot of insight in terms of creativity and ideas and so forth. And it was this one moment in time where I was like, oh, this beautiful thing called San Pedro, like plant medicine out in nature, just wow, being just blown away by the beauty of the planet Earth. And then I was like looking at the ocean here and outside of San Francisco, and I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then I, somebody was like tapping me on the shoulder, but like spirit was tapping my shoulder and just like, hello. Like, why? Who is that? Who's talking to me? And it was my my grandfather that on my mom's side that I had never met. Um, he passed away before I was born. And he was an entrepreneur. And he used to say, you know, I love what you're doing, but you have to start small. Like, you have to make something that you can do and, like, still do the other things in life you want to do. I'm like, yeah, you're right. And then this idea just landed in me, like, oh, it's a daily check-in. It's a daily reminder to, like, do something spiritual every day. That's all it is. So that's what really gave me the spark to like take go away from this. Like, oh my God, it's going to be so hard. I need so much money and so much time. It's like, no, I don't actually. I can just design this on a week, over a week and get it built. Like, it's not going to be hard to do at all. So that was so joyous in, in a sense. It's like, oh my God, going from this, like, oh, the world's on my shoulder to this, like, no, actually, I can do this. This And that was the spark that set off stage. And of course, I made it more complicated for myself. Like, oh no, I still need to go get the VC money. And then I'm, you know, whatever, just lots of loops. And I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? No, I'm just going to bootstrap, get this done and see how it goes. And that's now five years ago. And I'm glad I just did it that way because now we've been doubling the business year over year and serving people almost a million downloads now in the app store and helping people all over the world to connect to the spiritual selves every day. So like, <laughs> thank you, Grandpa. <laughs> that was <good> <laughs> Oh, I love that story. That's so beautiful. And it's kind of like interesting too that it's the grandpa you never met you know like which i think is so beautiful which is like an ancestor coming through and you didn't get to have the experience of a relationship in this lifetime but like he's a guide of yours right like he was able to come through at an important time and a pivotal point in your life and kind of give you some guidance and it's so funny because i think that sometimes you know i run into this often when other people are sharing with me about their vision, because there's a point in time where you realize, like, I'm not supposed to be doing what I've been doing before. And then you go into like, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? You know, what feels aligned? And you kind of go on a journey with that. And there can be a lot of ideas that start to come. And I've noticed that, you know, in a lot of ways, we like to complicate those or, you know, or go from like zero to a hundred where you're like, I need to build this or do all of this, or we make it really, um, 
almost like impossible for ourselves in the vision. And then sometimes say like, well, it has to happen like this, or it's not going to happen at all. And we don't tend to be generous with ourselves and realize, you know, or we look around at other businesses and we say, I need to build something like that. But that business has been around for 25 years, you know, Um, and it has so many people and so many moving parts. And then people hold themselves like accountable to that when really like sometimes it's the much more simple or it's the next kind of, you know, stepping stone And then you, you know, you'll grow it like you're doing and you continue to grow. And, you know, I'm sure over time, like everything that's successful draws more energy to it in the form of, you know, clients and, and customers, as well as, you know, support on the back end of the company, like that grows, right. And we don't have to go from like, you know, the beginning seedling of an idea to like overnight, I'm supposed to create this big thing. Cause sometimes you know, that can kind of implode us and be and be like, yeah. wait a second, like, this doesn't feel, this doesn't feel life giving, this feels stressful, again, right? Like I yeah. stressed in my life before, and now I feel stressed. I just have a company that, you know, is speaking to a different audience, and we don't want to put ourselves in that place. That's right. But it's, that's the part that's so interesting. There's so much unlearning we need to do, right? Yes. Like how you run a company, how do you create abundance within the company? How can you apply more of like a four-hour work week versus just this grind? Like, how do you go against the grind and the the suffering and the struggling? And like, how do you find the flow in your creation? So like, and I have to check myself on this like every day because, you know, I like MBA and I'm like, you know, worked on the big corporations that are like, there's still a mindset in me, even after all this time doing spiritual work that's almost like push more push harder or let's just try this try that it's just like just what about just breathe <laughs> just <laughs> breathe and go for a walk and then just see what arises when you're like in a relaxed state and like maybe that's what you should be doing rather than like push 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 so it's this constant like checks and balances we have to have with ourselves especially as company owners and just whoa, like, okay, yes, of course, we want to 10x the business. But you know, we also want to do that with ease and grace and flow. So just like, reminding ourselves about that every day, I think is just a very important piece. Yes. And, and especially like for women, if you know, you have children or families or, you know, things like that, it's, you're never going to get the years back, like with your family members. And so there's always that piece of you you know, in the back of your mind that is connected to your family, right? And Mm -hmm. wants to be there and wants to experience, you know, each day and experience, you know, the growth within the family system. And so, you know, finding that balance, I think, is challenging um, for women, because for so long, we've been put in this position where you're supposed to operate in this masculine world, right? And, and I think, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I've not been a man in my life, but but from what I have experienced in being around men, it's really different. Like, I, I, I just want to say the space that they hold their family in or the way that they are built versus the way a woman just in her consciousness and her, you know, emotions and her thoughts like holds her family. I mean, I do think there are, you know, things that women are equipped at a very biological level for in having a family different than men, right? No one is better than the other, but I just think there is a difference there. What do you think about that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, 
definitely. I think there are a lot of those stereotypes. And this is always an interesting topic for me because I grew up in Sweden. That's like, you know, super equal, like the gender roles are like super equal on like, you know, there's maternity leave and paternity leave. And, you know, this, you know, the mom and the dad, they share the bucket and they can get the same amount of time home with the kids. There's not a kid that goes to daycare before a year and a half old. Like there's, there's so much in like, you know, there's like equal parts of women in the parliament as there's men. And there's like, like it's so equal. And that's where I grew up. And I thought that was the world, you know, yeah. and, but then I come here where it's not like that, like at all, which is, it's interesting, like how not like that at all. It is in the States. Like it's very different. It's, it feels like the Sweden did in the fifties more than when, when like I thought it would be. Um, but here I am like, you know, also taking on lots of traditional roles in my family and my family structure, like the nurturing, the caring, the whatevering, And like the husband is more like, oh, the practical, the this thing, the that thing. And I'm like, wow, this is just so stereotypical. Like, but like I'm doing what I thrive doing and he's doing what he thrives at doing. And nobody's trying to do the other one's jobs in a way it's more flow than just like, no, we're going to spit everything down the middle and you're going to do your part of the laundry and I'm going to do, the, I'm going to hammer on the house, like whatever, you know? So it, in a way it's just like, Oh, you know, I love Sweden. I love what they have going on there, but there's also something in just allowing roles to be with it. And, and also here's the thing, like I'm a, you know, one of my early lessons in spirituality, was like the divine feminine and the divine masculine energies have really nothing to do with gender, nothing like at all. You can be a female body and, in, uh, inhibit a ton of masculine energy and vice versa like that's just the spectrum that we all have to play with like and i'm you know i am way more masculine than than i thought i was i thought oh you're so a female but I, have, I harbor a lot of the divine masculine in me and my husband has, harbors a lot of divine feminine and it's just like okay but from that mix not so much on the general but like what is it that you're good at at home like what is it that you actually enjoy doing here at home in the family structure then you did that and it's not always like these are female jobs these are male jobs it's just like whatever is that flows with you and the energy that you bring to the family so that's something that i think is super interesting and just looking at especially i have a teen you know and like everybody's a day them and whatever and i'm like i, I totally get that because it's just sort of people balking or the teens are balking at like the stereotypical gender roles. Like, I don't feel female. I don't subscribe to that. And blah, blah, blah. But like the fact that you can actually, you have so much range in, in being whatever in your current gender. Right. So that's, um, I think it's really, again, I'm just finding what is it that flows with your partner in your family? Is everybody doing the stuff that they do the best then you're in a really good place rather than feeling like oh my god I don't want to do this but I, I'm the mom so I have to you know it's the same in my um in my marriage it's so interesting like over the years we've been together like 15 years and we interchange like things like so over the kind of eras of our relationship we've worn different hats at different times when other things were needed first of all like no one in my household like in astrology has like really any earth signs like we we are just like floating people over here like we we just kind of move right with things and so there's a lot of like you know fluidness to like the roles we play or the things we do at different times and when something presents itself it's like oh okay I'm gonna be better at this you know let me jump on this and you take care of that and it's like oh okay that's 
think that works. Um, and so it's been interesting to watch over the course of, you know, you know, a relationship. Um, it's been around a while, how that changes. I actually laughed when I figured out that I, you know, when I was looking at past lives, I've experienced like my, many more of my lives were male than female, which mm-hmm. totally resonates for me, right? Like there's like, there's a little warrior in here somewhere um, that does very much enjoy being in that kind of divine masculine. Um, and I, and there's evidence of this all over my life. And when, you know, when I kind of opened up to that, I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Like I'm so comfortable in that energy. And and it's interesting because in this lifetime, I feel like a lot of my journey has been being comfortable in both energies. We ultimately have both within us and how to explore maybe the one that doesn't feel like our first go-to and being able to, you know, just like feel what that's like to be in that energy. So I feel like there's a lot of playing with, you know, Okay, what what energy am I resonating with? And the things that come into my life that call different energies forth, it's really fascinating. Yeah, it's it's nice to give yourself sort of the, the green light to play with that also, because it's rather than like, oh no, I shouldn't be doing this, you should be doing that, or why am I? It's just like, no, I let's see, let's see what happens. And to your point, like yeah, balancing both. Like, so how can you also nurture and not suppress your the feminine energy that you have? So, because the masculine can be a little bit burly, maybe. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I want to go into like, so the app basically has ways to connect to the spiritual on a daily basis. Like what are the different avenues that are on the app? Like if someone downs, downloads the app, hears about it, you know, and says, I want to explore this, like what are the different ways through the app that we're exploring the spiritual once a day? Yes. So it's really your five minute ritual to get you really connected to your divine self. And we recommend that you do that every day. Uh, we know that people are busy and so it's super short. So we have three quick tools that you go through. And the first one is a daily ritual. And the ritual is based on the moon phase because the moon has a huge impact on us, uh, as well as the astrological signs of the sun and the moon. So when you look at that combination, you find out what the elements are uh, of the day. So it could be, you know, air, water, earth, fire. From that energy, we create a bespoke ritual for every day of the year. So you always find something new, something fresh that's specifically designed for the energy of today. And it could be a very simple thing. Sometimes it's just a, like a quick breathing exercise. It could be um, an intention setting. It could be you know, reminiscing about a point in your life or whatever, whatever is conducive with the energy of the today. So that's a quick thing to do. The next thing is just to write down what you're gra- grateful for today. So just share that with the world. It's like gratitude is always the right attitude. And just thinking about something you're grateful for will definitely shift your energy in the core. So that's a very powerful, simple tool to do on the daily. And then the third thing we have is a guided meditation. And our meditations are very spiritual, really connecting you to source. So we really believe that spiritual is the way to go when it comes to meditations. Uh, It's not so much as like, watch your thoughts float away. It's like, no, we're going to connect you to uh, energy of the universe and to the Pachamama from planet Earth to really ground you in the here and now. And our meditations are super short. Like we don't do anything that's more than five minutes because we know that everybody's busy and have a big life, right? So short and sweet. And after you've completed these three things, your 
vibration will have shifted from whatever you're feeling before, like doing your things in the world. You go through this, you come out on the other side and feeling much, much more relaxed and attuned with yourself. So that's like the core thing with Sage. And that's something we invite all our users to do every day. But of course, we have more things. We have multi-day journeys is what we call them. So they would be like around the full moon. It's like a three-day thing to get you prepared and do rituals for the full moon and like how to recover after the full moon. So that's more of an in-depth thing. And we also support our, the new moons and the full moons with live classes. So we have really amazing spiritual leaders come in and lead these gatherings. So they're live about an hour long. And there will be, you know, shamanic journeys, guided meditations, rituals, like all kinds of amazing things to really get you set up for your manifestations or releasing what no longer serves you. And then we have daily articles. We have community groups. You can ask any questions. It's a very chatty community groups. Um, people like, love to share and ask, you know, for information about anything from tarot card pulls to dreams to, you know, I don't know, the, the, what the moon rituals, you name it, we have it. So that's the core of this, the app itself. So um, we, you know, and it's been so fun designing it. In the beginning, there was just like a couple of articles every day and there was not much, much else. And I was just like, oh my God, I don't know. I was still like holding on to my nine to five. And of course, still had my family. And I'm like, wow, this is a lot of work. Like, how am I going to be able to do this? Is it worth it? Should I keep doing it? And every time I was sitting with those kind of questions, I would get like, we would get a five-star review. We're like, bing. It's like, oh, I love your app. This has been so helpful. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, okay, that's a sign. Thank you. We'll keep going. We'll keep iterating. And now we're rated like 4.9 uh, with like 8,000 reviews on the app stores. And it's like, it's been so nice to see what an impact such a simple thing as a five-minute practice can have on people's lives, right? It's really transformative and it just gives me so much um, so much joy really to see that what we've created can have such a positive, positive impact. So the app is really beautiful and sweet in that sense. We have also created a few other businesses because why not? Because it's fun to create. And so now we have a subscription box. So we call the Saged Ritual Box. So we have a sagedshop.com. You can go check those out. So it's every month people will get like a set of tools um, that they use in like live guided rituals. So like, you know, there are lots of little cute subscription boxes floating around, but there's not that many that actually have a coherent ritual that goes into it that also is guided so you know how to use these powerful tools that come to your doorstep every month. So that's been really fun. And the last that we just started a mentorship program a year ago that we call The Way of the Witch. And The Way of the Witch is where for people who really want to sync up with the cycles of nature and live more sort of by the way, the, the wheel of the year. So more Wiccan, uh, Celtic wheel of the year. Um, so, so how do you really and how do you make magic with every season like how, what kind of spells do you do like uh, how do you transform your life but really living in sync with the year so that's been super popular and we're just kicking off um, our second year with that so that's that's great so there's always like new things happening and all the things but the app is really where it begins it's really beginning and the support on everybody's spiritual journey that's so beautiful. I kind of got the chills when you were talking about the community and people, you know, being able to ask questions about a tarot card or about, you know, something going on in their life and, and get that, you know, kind of immediate response from a community of like-minded people. I mean, from an energy standpoint, like 
you know, what we hang around, we resonate with. And I think for a lot of people, myself included, going through an awakening experience can feel very lonely. Like, you know, it can feel like when you look around in your physical world, it's not, you know, your neighbor's not necessarily going through the same thing. And so it can feel like, oh my gosh, I'm the only one that is experiencing something that, you know, you can have moments where you're like, am I just like going crazy? Like, why do I feel so different in my life? Like, why do I want, you know, things I never wanted before? Or why am I seeing things I'm, you know, I never saw before. And so to have like a place that you can just go that's at your fingertips, right on your phone, and you can, you know, get that support and reflection from people you don't even know. And sometimes at the beginning, I feel like, you know, going and like sitting in a room, like right away with people going through things can feel intense. But when you're dipping your toe in the water, like my books that were in my desk drawer, like you just need a bit of a lifeline, but you don't need it to be super intense at the beginning. You just need to be like, oh, there are other people out here who see life the way I'm starting to see life or who understand or who are exploring these things with me, like I'm not the only one, you know, just because the people in my physical reality, and the small little radius that I live in, um, aren't, you know, all going through this, there are many people that are and to have access to that, in a way that's just very easy, I think is a real gift. Like I when I went through mine, like we didn't have that I would it didn't I don't, I didn't know about it. It didn't exist as much. Technology wasn't where it is today. And there are many times I felt very alone in my experience. So I think that that's like awesome. I always say to people, like, if you can just, you know, as you're dipping your toe in the water, get around other people that are too, and have a place to like have your five minutes to kind of shift your energy. It takes a nanosecond to shift your energy, but to have that just small moment in your day, I think that's really valuable. Yeah. I mean, it's all that little self-care that somehow we keep depriving ourselves from, right? But we right. So deserve it. We deserve it all and more. And like, we, so then, you know, all it takes is a couple of minutes. It's not much more than that. And definitely it's, yeah, it's, it's I agree with you saying, like, it's really nice to know that you're not the only witch in town. You know, like, <laughs> there are other people out here that also, you know, see what I see. Yeah, great. I love that. Well, I'm so happy that you came to hang out with us today and that, you know, that you listened to your own intuition and guidance and created this. It's never easy at the beginning of listening to your own inner voice, right? I mean, there's a real journey to that. And, you know, it sounds like from what you shared, it was a very thoughtful time in your life and you were doing a lot of exploring, you know, and listening for that, for that beautiful guidance and came from your grandfather, which I just love. And then putting one foot in front of the other to bring something into this 3D world, right? It's basically higher frequency energy that we can experience in our human form. And that's what I think a lot of this evolution is about is can we take these higher frequency energies and thoughts and ideas and can we make something that is able to be experienced while we're all in human form. So it's just cool to hear your story and what you created and that it's helping so many people. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's it's so fun to create something like this, right? So I love coming here and talking about it. So thank you so much for hosting me too. I love everything that you do. Oh, thank you. Hey 
Hey, lovely. This is Shauna Lee. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Soul Frequency Show. If you got even one piece of valuable information, head over to Apple Podcasts and share a review with your takeaways. And follow us because we got lots more goodness to come. We are spreading the love far and wide. And you know where to find me over at IG at The Soul Frequency. Until the next time, love, here's to positive vibes and powerful awakenings. Mm -hmm.